Hey, this is Tyler Johnson, pastor of Mission Church located in Walnut Creek, California. I want to say thank you for tuning in. I hope this podcast inspires you, encourages you, and helps you live the life God called you to live. Enjoy. Today is a very special day for me. Uh, my pastor is in town. Come on now. Uh, pastor Chad Beach. Come on. Pastor is an amazing church with his wife, Julia. We love Chad and Julia and their family. They pastor down in LA, Zoe Church. And um, you know, you know something, Chad and I go back now 20 years, 20 years. We uh, met at the Melcorm YMCA playing hoops. Uh, I met him when he became the uh, new youth pastor uh, at the church. And then I moved to Olympia and he mentored me as a, uh, as a young youth pastor, met with me at Starbucks, poured into me, prayed for me. When we planted the church, the first check that mailed to our church was from Zoe Church. Come on now. They, they've had their fingerprints. He, he loves our house, loves Rachel and I. And um, I'm so excited he's here, not only because he's one of the greatest communicators on the planet, that, 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 that's, that's an easy one, but because he's one of the greatest humans I know. He's, I wish you all could just be able to hang out chat for just a little bit and see how he lives life and loves people. I mean, his whole ministry, when you get around people that know him, they're like, Chad was the one who taught me how to read my Bible. Chad was the one who taught me how to pray. I got saved and he started meeting with me at Starbucks. Like, this is the, the type of pastor he was. That's why I was so attracted to Chad because he was just living out the, literally the mandate of building disciples. The way he loves his kids, the way he loves the Seahawks. Come on now, we are few and far between. The way he loves his wife. Um, very thankful for you. Thank you for one of our overseers. Uh, today's a very special day for me, Mission Church. So if I could just have a personal conversation real quick. Can you show off for me today? Can you laugh at every joke even a little bit more? Slap your knee. Ha, ha, ha. Ooh, that's a good one. I, mean, I want you laughing. I want you receiving it. And then when he says something that's from the word that's powerful, man, let, let, let everybody know. Amen. I mean, respond. We are not a quiet church. We respond to the things of God. So Mission Church, can you give it up for one of the greatest people I know, one of the greatest pastors on the planet, Pastor Chad Beach. Come on, let's give Jesus a clap. Come on, let's thank God together. Come on, mission. Come on, why don't we just clap and thank God for his grace that's at the church. My goodness. Who's excited to be here today? What a church. And uh, we had a terrific 845 uh, service. I had never been uh, to church at 845 this morning. And I didn't even know if Jesus would show up. But he did. But, but um, it's just been a tremendous day. And uh, I, I feel very thankful to be here today. And one of the reasons why is I'm so excited. I am elated. I am ecstatic about what God is doing in this church. And I want to just remind you what you already know. This is not normal. This doesn't happen everywhere. This is uh, what we'd call just God's favor and God's blessing. So can we clap real fast and just thank God for this amazing house right here. And keep clapping if you love your pastors today. The Bible, the Bible says if you love your pastors to buy them Starbucks gift cards. I'm kidding, I'm kidding. But, um, but we love these guys, and we're just so grateful for both of you, your leadership, your joy, who you are, your character, your integrity. Can we clap and honor them one more time? The Bible says give honor where honor is due. I think we should be a little bit louder. Come on, let's give honor where it's due. And I want to just, just encourage you to pray for your pastors 
to cover them. You know, the Bible says if the shepherds get struck, the sheep scatter. And so let's cover them in prayer. Let's love them and bless them. Let's be an encouragement. Uh, if you are a person of drama, there are so many other churches for you to go visit. And we're not saying you have to go home, but you got to go. Well, you know what I'm saying? You can't stay here, okay? Um, but um, we're just really excited and really grateful. I remember when this was just starting. This is just an idea and this is just a dream. Don't despise small beginnings. Amen to that. If you're a Niner fan, you better get some faith right there. Don't despise small. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. That's a word for the Seahawks this year, to be honest. Um, but um, it's, it's, it's awesome to be here. My uh, name again is Chad. I'm married to a, a beautiful lady named Julia. We're celebrating next week. We're celebrating 20, uh, 15 on the 21st. We're celebrating 15 years of marriage. Isn't that awesome? 15 years of her being blessed. Okay. But um, we have four kids. We only wanted two. I always say we, we, we would have done great with two, but we have four. It's, uh, some, one guy was like, man, you must love kids. I'm like, nope, I love my wife. <laughs> you, you know, and that's the result, okay? <laughs> but um, we have four kids. Our ages are 11, 9, 7, 5. I have one girl and three boys. And... Um, they're just the best. The youngest isn't saved yet. Pray for him. He needs Jesus today. Um, but we're just so thankful and so blessed. Can we just clap and thank God for all? Everybody in the room just feeling like, anybody grateful today? Awesome. All right, jump in your Bible with me. Go to 1 Peter chapter number 5. 1 Peter chapter number 5. We're going to jump into the message today and uh, we'll be encouraged. Thank you so much for playing. What's your name? Lacey, clap for Lacey doing a great job. You can tell, is Lacey nice? She just seems like a kind person. I've seen some keyboard players that's like, whoa, come on. <laughs> but that's Lacey, clap for Lacey one more time, amazing. Lacey. First Peter chapter 5, likewise you younger people. So that's for everybody in mission youth right there. You younger people, submit yourself to Joe. And your parents. Yes, all of you be submissive to one another and be clothed with humility. For God resists the proud, but he will give grace to the humble. Therefore, because of this reality, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God that he may exalt you in due time. I always like that verse because I always picture, here comes the mighty hand of God. Are you going to run or are you going to submit? Are you going to scatter or will you humble yourself? I want to preach a message in this second service right down the title. It's called Go Low. And if I was a singing man, I'd say, mission got low, 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 low. Don't you sing that right here. Don't you sing those lyrics in this church. Just leave it right there. I want to preach a message called Go Low. And I want to talk to you today about the difference. I want to contrast 
I want to look at the law of opposite between pride and humility. Humility is where God's grace is. Humility is where his favor and his blessing is. Wherever God lives, humility dwells. So if you see a humble person, God's hand is on their life. If you see a humble church, you see his favor rest. If you see someone that's prideful, haughty, self-assured, self-reliant, you see God not just have to take his hand off their life, but I always picture the Heisman Trophy. Any college football fans in the house? Did Cal beat Auburn yesterday, by the way? Uh, it's my bad. I just, I just was asking. I was just asking. But um, I, I, always, I always think of the Heisman Trophy. You know, the Heisman Trophy, he's got the football in one hand. He's got the, the stiff arm in the other hand, and he's fighting off the defender. If you ever want God to be opposed to you, get prideful. Because God is opposed to the proud. He gives grace to the humble. Look at these definitions. Pride is a sinful, arrogant, haughty, self-reliant attitude or spirit that causes a Raider fan or person to have an inflated, come on, just my notes, an inflated or puffed up, come on, we're having fun, puffed up view of themselves. Really, those are Patriot fans. Those who are proud or Cowboy fans. I could keep going all day, by the way. Those, those who are proud think of themselves as better than others and look down on others with contempt. This is where racism comes. Racism is a prideful spirit. Those who are proud think of themselves as better than others and look down on others with contempt. Humility is seeing ourselves as we truly are fallen in sin and helpless without God. Humility is often characterized as genuine gratitude, a lack of arrogance, and a modest view of oneself. A modest view of oneself. Humility is not thinking less of myself. Humility is thinking less about myself. Humility has the ability to go, I recognize that I have talent from God. I have treasure that's from God. I have influence that's from God. I don't look at myself as just terrible. No, I have an accurate view of myself that I'm a sinner that's saved by grace. And so that actually causes an extreme amount of gratitude. Thank you, God, that you called my name. Thank you, God, that you pulled me out of a pit. Thank you, God, that you rescued me from that season and from that relationship. Thank you, God. I recognize that it's not by works, it's not by might, it's not by power, but it's by your spirit. And so because you've been so good, I choose to humble myself under your mighty hand. God says, if you go low, if you humble yourself, watch out, because you're going to cause me to exalt you. It's very exhausting to self-promote because the problem with self-promotion is you have to keep it going. And so maybe you could go viral, and maybe you could become infamous, and maybe you could get it there, but the problem with that is you're going to have to keep it there. When you humble yourself, and you go low before God, got your phones ringing, it's pride, Um, 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 but um, come on, I love Mission Church, to be honest. 
They're so you. They're so you. They're so you. Anyways, um, if you humble yourself, God will exalt you. And let me show you the difference. When God exalts you, no man can stop it. And what the enemy will try and cancel, God will double down and promote. And if you don't believe me, you could ask Joseph. Because anybody that goes low, low. You ever play that game? You know, um, the one with the bar? That's as low as I can go right there. That's as low, um, God did not make Tyler and I flexible, okay? This is about, it does about. Remember that? How, like, how low? I want to just ask you today, how low could you go? Like in your marriage, how low could you go? Remember, a great marriage is made up of two great givers and forgivers. It's humility that makes a great marriage. It's the humility that says, I'm here to bless my spouse, encourage my spouse, love my... you got to get to the mission one day, our marriage one day. It's going to be encouraging. It's going to be awesome. But I want to encourage you that you got to go low in your parenting. We don't just ask our kids to do the dishes. We serve them. We encourage them. We bless them. We build up each other. It's the spirit of humility. And when you go low... God will bless it. But remember, your ego is like, no, I don't want to, I don't want to do that. I don't want to humble myself. I don't want to, I don't want to say sorry. I don't want to ask for forgiveness. I don't want to confess my sin. I don't want to act like I need community. I don't want to act like I need others. No, no, no. But humility says, I love you. I'm sorry. I need you. I'm with you. I'm for you. Is there anybody here today that's down to go low? You do that, and I promise you, God's hand will be on your life. Three things to encourage you with today. Write down number one. Kill your pride, or your pride will kill you. Kill your pride, or your pride will kill you. I was telling the story the last service, but when I was in uh, Bible college, I went down to visit a buddy at Biola University, and I walked into his dorm area, like the quad, and there was this huge poster with just two words, massive font, just two words, just hit you right when you walked up, and it said, pride sucks. And I thought when I saw the sign, yeah, it does. Pride is the only disease that makes everybody else sick besides the person that has it. Because you can see pride. You can spot it in others. Look how arrogant they are. Look how haughty they are. Look how, oh gosh, it's disgusting. Yeah, but I'm here to tell you what Jesus said. Stop pointing out the little thing in their eye when you've got a log in your own eye. Instead of checking their pride, check your pride. Stop judging people off their actions and judging yourself off your intentions. It's all about checking my pride, checking my ego, and saying no more, I'm I'm going low. So let me encourage you, kill your pride or your pride will kill you. I'm a pastor's kid. I grew up in church. Are there any pastor's kids here today? Any PKs? Hey, we made it, me and you, you know. They didn't think we were going to make it, but we did. And I remember when when I was younger, my dad, to supplement his income, to make a little extra cash, my dad, he said yes to almost every wedding and every funeral you ever imagined. So most Saturdays, I grew up getting dressed up to going to some wedding of people we don't know. My dad's like, you're coming with me, you're getting a free lunch, okay? And you're going to have the punch and the cake, okay? And so I grew up, I know my dad's whole wedding thing, like his whole wedding sermon, his whole wedding message, I know it front to back. I mean, I could do every verse, every joke, every thought. 
I mean, I just know my dad's wedding thing. So I'll never forget every wedding. I'd always tell him, dad, I don't think that one's good. I don't think that's a good joke. We should take that one away. Because every wedding, my dad, look at this beautiful bride, this young man that's just so excited, you know, and, he'd, and my dad would look at the young man, he'd say, today you think it's your wedding, but today it's your funeral. And the crowd would do that. The crowd would do that. And I always tell dad, dad I don't think it's a good one. I don't think it's a good one. Because the crowd does that. A good joke has laughter. A bad joke goes, oh. Oh, no. Oh. Oh, wow. I know what he was trying to say. What he was trying to say was today you die. Today the two become one. So you die. And it's no longer your bank account. And it's no longer what you want to do. It's about serving and loving. I want to encourage you today. Kill your pride or your pride will kill you. We've got to make the decision. It's not like I'm being forced to die. I choose to die. Look at this scripture here, Colossians 3. Put on then as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience, bearing with one another. And if one has a complaint against another, forgiving each other as the Lord has forgiven you. So you must also forgive. There is one thing in your closet that will always look good on you, and it's called humility. I don't wake up in the morning going, I feel so humble. Wow. It's just a day to like check my ego and die. Man, am I excited. Now I got to get up like you and I got to tell myself, hey, it's not about you today. And I'm going to clothe myself. I'm going to put on humility because I've been called by God to serve and love and care and bless. And I can't have the spirit of pride and be what God's called me to be. And so I've got to go low today and I've got to actually kill my pride. Otherwise, my pride will kill me. Do you recognize that one of the things that's killing you is the spirit of pride? And what it's preventing you to walk in. Look at this next scripture, Philippians 2. Having this mind among yourself, which was yours in Christ Jesus, who though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped. But he emptied himself by taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men and being found in human form. He, Jesus, humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. How low could Jesus go? All the way so low that he became human flesh. How low could Jesus go? All the way to where he was hung on a cross with nails in his hands and a a crown of thorns upon his brow. He humbled himself to the point of death. I don't know how low you think you could go, but my God went that low. Can we just clap and thank Jesus for not being full of pride, but for being full of humility? I just want to encourage you today, kill your pride or your pride is going to kill you. We've got to go low. We've got to make the decisions like, God, I've got to decrease and you've got to increase. I want less of me and I want more of you. Oh, I love this quote here from Matthew Henry. Sin tricks us into wanting that which we, which we know will destroy us. 
Pride says, no, you can have it. It's yours. You deserve it. You've had a rough day. You've gone through a hard season. Things are hard. They don't know the half of it. You've got frenemies. You've got enemies. You've got, yeah. (laughs) Pride's like, you ever seen a person with pride walk? A person with pride, they have a certain walk. They don't walk around like, Pride has a walk, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, you know, hey, because you know, <laughs> Raiders, Holmes, you know, like, I'm half, I can say that, I'm half Mexican, I can say that. Pride has this cockiness and this way about you, and the world celebrates it and says, pride, be arrogant, be, don't you rely on them, you don't need a connect group, you don't need a pastor, you don't need to go to church, you don't need to repent, you don't need to give your money, you don't need it, no, 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 but that's the spirit of this world. The spirit of God says, you need me, you need your church, you need to, why do we need to tithe? Because tithing is saying, you're my source, I am not. And I humble myself enough not just to hear your word, but to obey your word. And when I do that, God's grace and God's hand and God's love and God's blessing is on my life. Anybody want God's grace on your life? Come on, clap if you're encouraged today by the word. Number two, your future Your future hinges on humility. Your future hinges. I want to tell you today, your future is so, if I were you, I would be looking at your future like the Proverbs 31 woman. The Bible says the Proverbs 31 woman, she looks at the future and she smiles. You ever have like the big cheese smile? If I were you today, if I were you, I would just be looking like, who's God about to connect me with? What's the next idea God's about to download? What's the next vision or dream? God's, do you know that when you're playing chess, God's playing checkers? Oh, sorry, other way around. But you know, God's one step, sorry, I got them a little confused. They both start with CH, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) But don't worry, I'm humble enough to admit it. God is one step ahead of you. God has already been in your future. He's the alpha. He's the omega. He's the beginning. He's the end. He's the author and the finisher of your faith. And so God already knows where he's taking you. God already knows the victories. He already knows the people. He already knows what you're going to, he's got a plan. There's no pressure on you to come up with a plan because God already sat down and he made a plan. And so listen, your future could be Filled with bright. The Bible says literally that the path of the righteous shines brighter and brighter. It just, I'm telling you, when you follow Jesus, heart and soul, it just gets better and better. It gets sweeter and sweeter. It gets stronger and stronger. The path of pride is dim, it's dull, it's bleak, it's boring. You ever see somebody like, church is boring. Fam, you're boring. (laughs) Following God is the adventure of a lifetime. But your future could be blessed or cursed. Your future could have legacy or it could have such a doom and destruction. It all matters on humility. 
Watch James. Watch what Brother James says, chapter 4. Come now, you who say, today or tomorrow we will go to such and such city and spend a year there and buy and sell and make a profit, whereas you do not know what will happen tomorrow. For what is your life? It is even a vapor that appears for a little time, and then it vanishes away. Instead, you ought to say, if the Lord wills, we shall live and do this or that. But now you boast in your arrogance, and all such boasting is evil. It's evil to go like, you know, um, you know, next year this time, I think we'll be doing this, and we're going to have this, and I'm going to go by that, and we're going to be this, and blah, 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 and I'm this, and I'm all that, and I'm an expert, and I'm on TikTok, and I got a little microphone, and I'm just the best. <laughs> Instead, he says, you ought to say, if the Lord wills. I'm, but for me and my house, we're serving the Lord. And I'm following God with everything I got. I'm not the smartest guy. I'm not the sharpest tool in the shed. I don't know all the answers. But one thing I do is I'm depending and I am relying on the grace of God. Your future hinges on talent. Your future hinges on who you know. Your future hinges on humility. And going low and saying, God, without you, I got nothing. I got nothing. I got to humble myself and go low. Do you know how much I need to humble my children? (laughs) Jesus, help me humble these kids. And we joke around about training kids in the ways of God and teaching them the value of humility. But at what point do we take our future into our own hands? we got to continue to go low and humble ourselves under the mighty hand of God. Watch what God says he'll do to us. Psalm 25, verse 9. He guides the humble in what is right, and he teaches them his way. Proverbs 16, 18. Pride goes before destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall. Matthew 23, verse 11. The greatest among you shall be your servant. So God, he teaches humble people. He guides humble people. He shows humble people their way. Do you understand how God is team humble? Now, I don't know how this has been around for so long, but the bachelor thing and the bachelorette thing, it just keeps, I think they're at 30 seasons. And, and around our office sometimes, some of these people that aren't, you know, as godly as myself, they'll, they'll, they'll be around the office talking about their team so-and-so and team that. And I don't know the characters because I'm a man of God. And so I don't know what they're talking about. I just know there's a rose. You know, I just know the lily of the valley. His name is Jesus. Okay. You know, but, but. But they're talking about which team are you on? Which team are they on? Listen, I'm team Jesus, which means I'm team humility, which means I say no to my pride and I say yes to going low. When you do that, God says your future will be marked chalked full of blessing after blessing. I think you ought to live your life this way, that I am continually shocked by the doors that God's opening. I am continually surprised by the people he connects me to. I am continually floored by the opportunities that he gives my life. And I will tell you, it's not because I'm so great. It's because he's so great. And he says, if you'll go low, if you'll, (laughs) poor dad, he's just trying to do a wedding. Bad joke. Today is your funeral. The kid can't even hear him. He's so, he's so drunk on love, he can't hear a word my dad's saying. He's just like, 
My dad's telling him it's his funeral. He doesn't even, he doesn't even hear him. He's, he's so pumped. What he was trying to say was, today you die. And if you keep living, your marriage will die. But if you keep dying, your marriage will thrive. It's the same thing with Jesus. If you still live, Jesus can't live in you. But he said, I'll tell you what. What would profit a man if he gained the whole world, but he loses his soul? He said, you want to gain your soul? Pick up your cross. Sorry, I'm just doing the math. Daily. Every day. Pick up your cross every day. Die to yourself and follow me. Whoever does that will gain their life. I don't know about you, but I want to go low. Anybody else? Worship team, come join me. Write down number three today. Here's how you do it. Develop a friendship with God. The way that we develop humility, because we can't just leave the service today and be like, okay, I am going to be so humble. I'm going to get a humble tattoo, and I'm going to be like the humble guy. I'm going to walk around and be like, humble hat, humble brag. I'm the humble guy. The way you become humble is you hang out with God. And the more time you spend with God, you're like, whoa, you are a really big deal, and I am not. And you are the main thing, and I am like nothing. And so, and by the way, this was Moses. Moses was more humble than any man on the face of the earth. Watch what it says in Numbers. Now, the man Moses was very humble, more than all the men who were on the face of the earth. It also says of Moses that Moses was not just humble, but God talked to him face to face like a friend. So if you ever want to get close to God, it requires humility. In fact, D.L. Moody once said, God sends no one away except for those who are full of themselves. God sends no one away except for those that are full of themselves. And Moses was this man who humbled himself. He was more humble than anybody else. And so God said, I see humility. I'll show up and I'll talk to you face to face like a friend develop a friendship with God and it will require you to go low. When you're not close to God, you start getting self-reliant, self-assured, start being forward, start being, you know, arrogant, cocky. I'm all that and a bag of chips. You go low, you're like, I am nothing without the grace of God. I can't believe that the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords calls me his friend. I'll never forget one time I was having coffee with a buddy. And I love to ask people about their tattoos. And this guy had these two tattoos, one on the right forearm and the other on the left forearm. It was like this kind of like a marking, like something from like maybe like China or something. It was another language. And I said to my friend, I said, tell me about these two tattoos on your arms. He goes, oh, this is friend. I forget which language. This is friend in this language. And, and this one over here is God. And on my chest, I have uh, another circle like that. And it's of, friend of God. And I couldn't hide my face. I was like, he's like, ah, oh, just kidding. I don't have the chest one. But yeah, friend God. I was like, bro, you shook me on the, on the chest one. That's crazy. It's crazy. Friend of God. Moses humbled himself more than anybody else. And God said, that's my friend. 
I don't know about you, but I'm, I'm believing that in our lives, we could go a little bit lower. God sends no one away except for those that are full of themselves. I say today we empty ourselves. And we say, Lord, I don't have anything without your grace, without your presence, without your touch, without your love, without your mercy, without your faithfulness. Where would I be without you, God? Come on, stand to your feet today. Jesus, we thank you that you are awesome. We thank you that you are mighty. We thank you that you are good. We thank you that you are kind. We are gladly saying that we'll go low. We're gladly humbling ourselves under your mighty hand. We're happy to die to ourselves. We're happy to go to our own funeral. We're happy to pick up our cross. If you're here today and you say, Lord, I want more humility in my life, lift a hand before the Lord. Just tell God, I want to go lower, God. I want to be more humble. I want to be like Moses. I want to be called a friend of God. Father, I thank you that in this church, the spirit of humility is rushing through like a mighty rushing wind. The spirit of Jesus, the humble king, the humble servant, we are clothing ourselves in humility so we can forgive each other and prefer each other and love each other. And I pray, God, that your grace would be here your blessing would be here your favor would be here God pour out your spirit we need you now more than ever before we thank you that we will kill our pride so our pride will not kill us we thank you that our our future is secure because we're humbling ourselves and God we thank you that we're developing a closer relationship with you in the name of Jesus and everybody said come on let's clap and thank God together Thanks again for listening to the Mission Church Podcast. If you enjoyed it, make sure you subscribe so you can keep up on our weekly sermons. If you're in the Bay Area, we invite you to come join us on Sundays. You can find all the details on our website at missionchurchca.com. Again, thanks so much for listening, and we hope to see you soon.